barbecue part two. Protein coma. Must have more meat. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the second hour of the 2015 Perf Bites Barbecue. Uh, crowd has thinned out a little bit. Uh, we're left with uh, performance engineering staff uh, of a number of different companies. Let's see. We, we have Howard. You're still here, you d- despite not having an app. Hi, so. Howard. Hi. Howard's Alex. a little tired. He's been up really early Hi. smoking. Jeff. Good evening. Hi. Carlos. Hello. Always got to be different, Carlos. Okay. That's why we love Carlos. Everyone else said hi. You got to say hello. Okay. Yeah, we, we see how this is going to go. I even noticed that everybody said hi. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to change my name to Cowila. Cowila? Why? Thank you, Alex. Alex's donation to the ah. uh, Scotch Fest is a Cowila 12 year. It's really which, nice. which is an excellent, excellent beverage, yeah, by the way. That's, it's an Elay. I love Elays. Ardbeg? I'd do Ardbeg versus Cowila uh, any day. Those are rivals. I'd say. And Howard, if, you know you're not and on if the I right knew, mic. You I know, know I'm and not. Alex have to trade mics. So, and if uh, I knew anything about Scotch, Mark, I'm sure I'd agree with you, but I don't know anything about it. So there, there are a couple of um, um, kind of record-keeping things we need to get out of the way right here at the top of the second hour. One, uh, we need to say happy birthday to Richard Bishop's wife. That would be Sarah Bishop. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And she she posted a picture of drinking some champagne, I think. Yes. From in a sunset somewhere yes. in the UK. Yeah, from Scotland. Well, I got to tell you, Sarah, Sarah, that's really nice and everything, but um, why don't you call up Ticketmaster UK and instead help them <laughs> to fix their things? Because it's just things. I mean, so, there's no room for vacation over there. All citizens of the United Kingdom should not be on vacation until the crashing ticket websites are fixed. So, so we got a couple more items that are general record keeping. Howard and I have had this little rival thing going on today involving barbecue, and I've been tweaking him all day, and he's been very politely responding as, as, as he is so polite and responding. Can we explain uh, the different dishes that you prepared? So, well, Howard, do you want to describe idea. the smoker? Uh, so, so uh, Howard, would you go ahead? Yes, I smoked a lot. I smoked ribs this evening, this, this morning, whenever I started. Today? Today. I smoke ribs today. That's awesome. How did you do that? Well, I had the Brinkman Trailmaster Limited smoker, and I filled the smoking the firebox with. Oh, that's good. What? With what the fuck did I fill it with? You'll just wood. You, you, wood. you realize oh, we're live. Not, I, you, I'm not you can't even say things to do like that. that. Oh, yeah, yes, we're I live. filled it with um, hickory today so yeah. i smoked with hickory and i smoked my racks of ribs with now, my the firebox milk. burns like maximum like 500 some degrees and then yes. it goes into the creates smoke in the smoker which i think you kept which right i regulated the temperature exactly kept the te- temperature re- regulated at 250 throughout the cook four racks of of what four kind of ribs? racks of st louis style ribs today yep. good nice big ribs and we had a nice bark on them i used my little rib rub because as James and I both agree, you don't use your butt rub on your ribs. That 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 is true. Um, the ribs come out too spicy. Yes. I know. My wife and I agree to the same thing. Don't use your butt rub on your ribs. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get back to barbecue. I, this <laughs> yeah. is this is the equivalent of the cheese course. Yes. Yes. So um, my preparation was slightly different than Howard's. I took a uh, modified. Um, uh, slow cooker style, so I actually did use a slow cooker, um, and I prepared a barbecue shoulder. Uh, one can argue whether it was actually a barbecue preparation since it didn't involve smoke. However, my rub did involve a lot of smoked ingredients. Okay. So, so we're looking at smoke by proxy, 
and then I shredded it so I have like a pulled pork. Right. So we have ribs versus pulled pork. All right. So yeah, my ribs did fall right off the bone when they were done. Your, rib, right, then, your ribs the, are very good. Guys, the, the competition is, 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 is since over. So, you know, any grandstanding now on whether it's not really falls grandstanding, off the bone I'm just, just like stating a fact. They no, no I, I get it's a fact, but, you know, it's a, now we need to come to some sort of a tally. And, of course, uh, none, of the, none of the our women are here who are our spouses and partners are here to figure out. Who it is. So we're going to take a tally. You guys can't vote because we yeah. know. Do you want to vote for Howard? Do you want to vote for James? This is not going to happen. So see how this is futile. So we're going to. And, 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 and so there are four of you. Yeah, there's know. four of us. So we're going to take the guy vote from the four. Excuse me, from the four of us on which we liked better. I got to say my vote is for Howard. I, I liked Thank you, I liked the smoking better. I love both of them, but I like I like the smoke rib better than the pulled pork. I'm sorry, James. On my side, I didn't taste the ribs warm, but pulled pork were were warm, so I go for James. I go for James. Yeah. So I would next time I should try it. So now we're one and one. Right. So it's a tie. Jeff, what do you think? It is deeply painful to render an opinion here because both were so wonderful. Agreed. Both were so delightful. I, I had them in alternating succession three rounds. Three did rounds. you? I, oh, I did, yeah. Good I, I, for you. I went back with gluttonous abandon. Um, <laughs> they were both so fabulous. And Jeff, we're happy that you went back three uh, times. Actually, yes. I, I am too. Believe me. I, I think I, we're flat. I, I know James and I are both flattered with that. It, it, it was incredible. I, I have to say... And I feel terrible saying this, that the ribs won by a photo finish, by a nose, by a... By a hair. A hair, by a millimeter. And then only because of personal preference. I just like biting into a rib. You there know? you go. The pulled pork was fabulous, and I loved it. And Yes. Hard and, to make And, and you know what? I, I think uh, the ribs are going to win by default, because, Alex, you didn't have either one. Oh, I abstain, because I tried something else. So that gives an, so we've got ribs two to one, but somebody needs to run out and ask the women for their vote. I'll do that. You do, Carlos, will you I do will the do honors? I will do that, yes. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about other stuff while you're away. You we won't talk them. about you. Why not? We'll start uh, talking we, about And we cheese. will not assign you a task in the project. No. Okay. Okay, so just get a tally. Whatever the final score is is fine. All right, thank you, Carlos. No, that's no, that's thank, awesome. Thank Don't, you. You, yeah, it's okay. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. The other thing that we do in the cheese course, as we did last year, is we taste different cheeses. Now, the one that's missing, and I'm sad it's missing, was the blueberry. What was the blueberry one we had? Uh, there was a blueberry cheddar, oh, and then there was a horseradish cheddar. The horseradish cheddar I was not able to get. That was a favorite last year. Yes. Uh, but I did get a, a um, horseradish chive. This is the horseradish uh, chive. Munster. Munster. And then you had a... Uh, Clemson Blue. Clemson Blue Cheese. So Clemson University, their own strain of blue cheese. Yep. A seven-year-old cheddar. It's probably this guy. And a smoked color. Gouda. Smoked Gouda. So of the, did you guys taste the cheese? Yes. All right. Now, voting on the cheeses. This one is not really voting one or the other, but did you have a favorite? Yeah. What do you think? Well, I'm a Pennsylvania Dutchman, and my grandfather grew up on a farm, and you know we ate things like tongue and stomach and all the things that farm folk eat i wasn't expecting that but yeah yeah i i, I always like to shock but yeah. anyway <laughs> lot a lot of horseradish in my life yes and that horseradish cheese was great and the horseradish was fresh you know it wasn't yeah. just like the crap out of a jar you get yeah. in the grocery store it was the real deal all right you know? i'm tasting it wonderful it, i'm tasting it right now in in honor of jeff's uh, jeff's comments it's a little squishy for me as a cheese well it's a soft cheese well, I don't mean that it's soft, but for a soft, it's a little too spongy. You can have a soft cheese without being spongy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But it, it's, it's about a 10-second wait. The horseradish starts to hit you on the back of your tongue. I like that. Get the little back burner. And going. a little, little yeah. onion coming up. Oh, the onion. Uh, it's the chive. chive a little bit. Yeah. yeah. 
If you exhale oh, yeah. through your nose at the wrong moment, you really get the full effect. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That's good. I'm doing live. By the way, if I hadn't said this, I'm doing live cheese tasting. Because part of Perf Bite's performance is a performance of cheese as well. All right, Alex, did you try the cheeses? Yes, I did. What What did you think? And that horseradish stand out, by yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I never tried anything like this. So others are good too, but again, maybe that is so I unusual. Have an, so I have an extra Gouda here if you want to try the Gouda. You want to try the Gouda? Take, take one of the little Goudas there. There you go. Okay, so Alex is going to try the Gouda. Carlos, what, what do you think? What's you the should tally? mention that he's back with the envelope from Funk and Wagnall. He's eating shoes. Oh, yes. Okay, so you, you actually computed this on your smart device. Yeah. Uh, microphone, sir. Yeah. All right, you ready? Carlos, what laid on us? What, so what so audited the by the accounting firm of? PricewaterhouseCooper. Yeah, no. the tallies. Some of those guys are crazy. They always look so nice in the suits, and then you'd invite them on an IT project, and it's just, uh. I know. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, so then they all they want to do is audit you. There's four ladies sitting outside having some cheese. Yes. Yes. Uh, one didn't try either. Okay, so that's like Alex at the nil. Yeah. So you got, you got three tasters. One lady couldn't decide. So abstaining? She said both. She votes for both. So each. So you I, each get I a tried, point. I tried to push, but okay. couldn't. Yeah. Uh, one lady didn't try either as well, but she said from the looks, and this is being barbecue, the barbecue wins. The, the, the ribs. ribs. And another lady, uh, she was a little bit, she couldn't vote against somebody here. She was biased. Was, she was biased, so she went with the ribs. Which means so, at heart she probably wanted to go with the pulled pork. No, no. Huh? That wasn't. You saying there was some way. sort of marital? You don't. You don't I have to vote that. against. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay. Like, All right. And and still, and I think so you're we a, have one vote, vote on. We had one vote on visual presentation. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Visual alone. Being a barbecue. So. Okay. Right. So, but then I asked the lady. Everybody said, since the bar, not being barbecue, everybody said, yeah, the ribs. They agree with the ribs and the vote from the. So now I, I could make a biblical reference here. So we're gonna have involving sour, a rib. Are we gonna have sour grapes or are we just gonna concede? You know, I it, it's it's. It, you were the one pushing for the vote. I was you happy know, that Howard, everybody was I, happy. I have to concede. Um, um, I'll be a gentleman about it. Um, I'll pout about it later and cry into my whiskey, <laughs> but. Uh, um, okay. But I'm happy that there was a competition because we had the best of both. Yeah. And they uh, were as, both. As the, the tasters, were both we the, all benefited. They were both you know, delicious. I thought the, I thought the pulled pork was amazing. All right. And, and I thought the ribs were great. Look okay, at we'll guys. get you a room later, They must guys. be friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, so we come out of it a, a little bit ahead on the ribs, so good on you, Howard. Thank you. And it's mostly for folks who might listen to this show and think, you know, I, I think I'll go to that thing next year because there's going to be awesome ribs. But there's also going to be what I think is the most unique and really tasty pulled pork. Absolutely. And James, don't give it up because, you know, maybe we need to broaden the audience. And and it's your first time maybe making this away. You're both coming from the away team. But for two years running, you hold held the only barbecue in town in monroe north carolina you know what i'm saying yeah it's not this is this is you're entering a larger world there's competition like howard we need to we need to know you know you need to accept that it's okay we'll cry i need later. to go to my happy spot regardless but i'm trying the cheddar did you try the cheddar, yes, the cheddar was this like an aged cheddar but i think like one without the other is not the same it's a competition that makes it better yes just dropping some serious wisdom what was that again? One without the other is not the same? same. Correct. All right. Maybe we should put some Zen music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Carlos oh. Master. Oh. Say it again. Oh. Carlos, go ahead. Oh. Oh. One without the other oh. is not the same. Dude, I feel totally enlightened. <laughs> and, and now I'm having cheese and Kalila 12-year. All right. So you just had a bite of the Gouda. What do you think of that? Not as good as the horseradish? This is Alex on the mic. Yeah. 
they are all good, but I say that horse riders for me stand out. It is unusual. It's a little bit of a bite. It, it it, it's a love it or hate it cheese. So since we are in performance, which one can you eat more of? Capacity-wise. <laughs> if you're going to do a capacity plan for cheese tasting. That is a complicated question because it depends one. how much I will drink and what my plans afterwards. Is, is, there, is there a graph in impulse for uh, horseradish? Well, we'll can just we, have to fire. Can a we add one? We'll have to fire a beacon on. We can we'll do have a to have the uh, horseradish API. beacon. And maybe yeah, we'll a horseradish that. versus uh, alcohol consumption. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of alcohol consumption. I'm I, I'm having the cow Ela. Did what did you you had yeah. you had one of everything, didn't you, Carlos? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's Carlos. I wouldn't miss. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> we'll have to write a rule that judges the difference in the cheese. on the cheese. All right, we had kind of an agenda. Uh, we, we do. So we, we've hit what a couple of punch list items. About? And um, next up, we've got an agenda which, which says we need to revisit the performance manifesto. Yes. Now, you guys remember, you're familiar with the performance manifesto? Yeah, we remember, but it was about, I guess, a year ago. Yeah? It, it, was, it was almost exactly a year ago. It was last yes. year's. So there barbecue. Was the, the question is why we still <laughs> revisiting in that? What we are going well, to well, do with that? There's always room for improvement. So, so we're revisiting it because Mark and I have been busy and have fallen down on the on the job, sort of, in carrying this thing forward. So we need to we we need to reinvigorate everybody on the idea of a performance manifesto and a manifesto where nobody has to die, as well as every year. There's always a refresher. There should be a refresher. This is the new year. Well, that's, very, that's very profound, Carlos. So, Again, like we so need Jeff, the Zen. Uh, take, take a look. <laughs> so I, I just brought the manifesto up just to give a little background. So when we did launch last year the performance manifesto at the 4th of July party, um, and if you, have you even seen it? Yeah, take a look up here. It's on the screen. Or, or, do, you, or do you want me to read it off, Mark? Well, I don't think we need to totally review it unless there's some. But there, uh, what happened is we, we probably had 20 different people jump on the thread and said, "Hey, and that, start that, giving that, feedback kind of a and cool tips." Idea. And, yeah, and unfortunately, we're all full-time performance testing consultant people, so we don't necessarily stop everything we're doing and write the performance manifesto. We did put it on the website. Yeah, so it's out on the website. Yeah. Um, I think the core tenets are actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to be refined. So. I think at this point, I'd say to us, maybe we start on the Slack group, the you know sort sort of some collaboration around these different tenants, and we find maybe Howard, you could be a steward for one of the tenants. Carlos, you could take one. Alex, you could take one, and just become the steward, the the adoptive parent. By the way, that was the sound of what was it, Jeff? He's, see, he's trying the Calila. No, that's no. I'm, I'm with you. It's, no, it's, no, it's an important. Yeah, don't close it. Don't it's a very important sound. Car- read, Carlos is right behind you. On yeah, that. I need to read the manifesto. Too. Yeah, I still want to add one in there. There's still room to add one. We added one at the bottom. Um, no, that was that was modified. So, what was the one you were going to add? I don't have the wording for it yet, Marks. Yeah. But but it's around what kind of idea? It's around end-to-end performance, just like you know. The way I've been advocating lately on testing for redundancy, making sure there's redundancy, making yeah. sure that all the components, it's just not one app. It's a whole, you know, all the, whole the components, system. whole system. That's kind of where it generates around. So we tried to do this wording uh, that is sort of we, we place a priority or we have a preference for A over B. Yes. Um, but I'll, I'll ask Jeff, you, you just gave a, just a brief perusal there. Um, and your history in IT, what are your thoughts on something as, as just simple, basic principles as this? Well, it worked really well for the Agile folks. Right. And, and, and certainly I like the, the general direction. I mean, 
you can't get to specifics without these sorts of generalities as, as a guiding post, so it's great to have them. It's kind of pablum, though. I'm saying generalized things. Right? You know no, what? No, honest, you're, you're right. You, if you come up with specific things in absence of the bigger strategy, the bigger picture, I mean, you might know itty-bitty little point A, but you don't know the whole alphabet. Well, yeah, and thank yeah. you, because I was getting, I was getting awfully, awfully general there, but that was where I was trying to get, and, yeah. and thank you for that. Yeah. When you have a set of rules, you have to force them down people's throats. When you have a set of <laughs> principles and a, and a set of guiding ideas, yeah. you tend to get more – they seem to have a greater affinity to that. Do you, I found, at least in Agile, and part of the reason I think it took off is because it left room for you to make it your own. I like that idea. I, I kind of think my idea matches that. It's yeah. close enough. Yeah, yeah. Does, it, does this sort of think that maybe for a performance person in IT, they could – yeah, we could kind of pick up on these some of these ideas. It well, feels like it, and, and you know what it reminds me of, and I and I and I never know whether I'm pronouncing it right. But Donald Knuth or Go- Donald Knuth, the great computer Knuth, yes. Knuth yes. said that you know now this is way back in structured programming, which yeah. is an old topic. But he said it's not a set of rules; it's a state of mind. Yeah, I think that's totally true. You know, yeah. all right. And, you know, making it a set of rules. People are not as adept. People are not as apt to just adapt a set of rules. So by setting it up the way it is, it kind of lets people put some of their own spin on it and, you know, fit it to tailor, tailor it to fit their needs a little more, yeah. which will make them more apt to adopt something they, like they'll this. Have, they'll feel like they own it a little bit. Yes, themselves. because all, because all one size does not fit all. Period. That's true. So, Carlos, you just gave a little perusal, and you've been I, doing what are you? Wanted to ask a quick question. Yeah. Who's the main audience of this manifesto? You and me and everyone else that listens to Burke Bites. Project managers and developers. Oh, I'm That's sorry. where like, I was trying to get to that point as if pro- other than just... Practitioners? Other pra- than... Other than practitioners yeah. in the performance art. Right. Performance testing and engineering. Yeah. Uh, if you want to separate them. But the main thing is... Would that manifesto also speak to developers so that they it's, would it's, be... It's to speak to the Agilistas and the DevOpsias who are, or are trying to engineer out QA. Let's, let's be blunt about it. And that's what I was getting to. So you're reading my mind, it seems. Yeah. But that's what I was trying to get to is to try to make I, that and, manifesto... And I apologize for doing that without your express no, permission okay. from yeah. <laughs> the head of Major League but Baseball. E- e- and even if you... Am, we, we all know... Even if you imagine you could shortcut performance testing or shortcut quality, a check of some sort, some validation, if you can try to automate your way out of it in the DevOps land, when, when the chickens come home to roost, the chickens come home to roost, uh, you're going to have to learn how to do a little bit more serious performance testing validation and get your engineering game on. These principles would help you kind of get your game together of, all right, now that I... Maybe we tried it without performance testing, so we'll back up. we got to put together a load testing team. You know what? We could still follow these kinds of principles now that we have to back up and do it. How do you get to a point where they don't have to back up? That'll never happen. See, that's where like, I'm trying to see how do you educate the developers where they tell you, like, okay, the best place to test or is yeah. to fail in production. It's a good point. And we don't want synthetic testing because well, well, it doesn't mean. You see, that gets to a system of, of checks and balances. Yeah. If you're going to push your failures to production, then somebody actually has to own the financial impact of that. It's got to go against somebody's bonus or it's got to go against a bonus pool. But it's working now. Or it's painful oh, enough. No, no. It's working to... because nobody is feeling pain from that. They're just simply expecting failure. But at the developer's level... You see, that's right. It's working for them because they're bonused on cycle time. I want to push it out faster. I get eight builds no, a they're, day. No, they're trying to meet customers' expectation and demand, and they're trying to fulfill that from a functionality perspective. From, from what they functionality see, perspective. Oh, what they non-functional. See, from, from what they see, it's that it's working... They think it should be no problem from performance because they are living in the developer world, which is very, very small, like, as I see it, is that it's, they're just looking in their own window. So I, I'm I wanna, not sure. I'm taking it okay, out of I, the I wanna, manifesto. I want to draw an analogy to... here. Um, who here likes fast cars? 
Motorcycles. Motorcycles. Howard. Considering I have a nice. A- Alex, considering uh, Alex a, drives a Prius, he's very reasonable. Considering I have. Um, a, it's not really. Why a, are you going to use this? Oh, oh, okay, so, so yeah, because he, uh, see now he's talking I like turned, a Tesla. I found that out. Here, here's here's my analogy. There's no high performance solution without some level of ownership. If you go to any high performance car manufacturer in the world, Corvette, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Porsche, there is scotch on myself. Nobody saw there, it. There is ownership at the engine level. Yes. There is there is somebody who signs off on that engine. There's a build plate that goes on it. If that engine fails, that person is held accountable for that failure. We do not have that level of accountability in development pushing straight to production. If we had that as a counterbalance, and, and you see, that's, that's where we need to, to work towards, is that if, if we're going to say we're going to push directly to production, we need to have some ownership, and, and perhaps what you do is you make a giant bonus pool, you know, $10 million, your, and then ops can pull from it, and, and you, know, you say, get a bad release. Go ahead. Sorry, to your point, what you're talking about is Ferrari, and like high-end cars, they do that. A lot, of, a lot of people drive in Prius. They don't Corvette. do that. They don't. Uh, you don't have a plate on their engine. About a car and the U.S., I would abstain about from that because I was a witness as my um, Honda Odyssey, which you know, it's also a really nice about, minivan. Actually, went on uh, one hundred fifty miles per hour, and still. But yes. the point that I'm trying to <laughs> so get to is that so you don't need Corvette to go quick. You can. Yet, high above uh, speed limits even with... Yes, but if you had six children, you would have to make multiple trips in the Corvette. Yeah, that would yeah, be see, another that's just problem. A, it never but it sure be a hell of a so, lot so, And you have some, should have Car- small Carlos. children. Exactly. My point, Very small children. My point on the, what you just mentioned is that on the high end, and if you look at software that is being developed high end, performance is part of it. And they usually look at that, and it's pretty very well documented and followed. My point is that where there is like agile, and agile bread and butter is to go pretty quick and go into production. Now, some product owners are very interested in performance and they want it, but it, when it comes to the, perf- to the engineers, developers that are developing code, for them, they don't share the same because they think that they know the developers- and it's going to work. Don't yeah. share uh, with uh, the let, business let and me the developers share know. A few. Correct. And uh, yeah. I'm out. All right. Yeah. Let me share a couple of thoughts about it. Because developers, at least I may be lucky working with pretty good developers. Yeah. And actually they are doing what they are told to do. There are some priority for performance. They quite capable to improve performance up to level requested and much even be beyond that. Mm-hmm. If requirements to fit, uh, say, schedule, they are... They'll meet the if, schedule. If, if, if meet schedule. Whatever yep. is priority, they will do that. Yep. So, so, if it's, so your point is, if it's not specified as performance, as a requirement, as something that the product owner would say, we absolutely have to meet this throughput or this response time or this particular level of performance, they'll do it if you tell them. But, but yeah, so, I agree with that. So, so hang on. Let me yeah. say this. We'll bring this back to the manifesto. I think we're missing, maybe in the manifesto, something that gets after specifying the target and making it uh, 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 clear to but, the engineer. That would help both developers and DevOps I, guys. I would I'm say it should clearly. be clear for everybody, for all stakeholders. No, no, I okay. totally agree with right. what you're saying, guys. But in Agile is that when this problem happens, like I'm developing now and my customer is one, I'm going to develop for this customer. And, and it comes knowing down without, to... Without knowing that eventually there's going to be like a thousand customers accessing that system. Yeah. So should you develop the system now to accept a thousand or wait until I have a thousand and then I have a problem in my hand? 
because the code was not made to cover that. It's, it, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're, our intention is to write the product owner's manifesto <laughs> um, because I think there is a deficiency, as you point out, in truly clearly understanding a requirement. If we're Scott Barber, it's called a desirement. It was a classic perforant where he yeah. said, I don't think requirements exist because there's people who don't meet performance requirements and they push anyway. Because they just don't care. They just don't know. So we'll call it a desirement. I desire it. If it's not there, eh, we'll get to it some other point. But I think, Carlos, to your point, there is something missing in the manifesto about we prefer to be clear. So we can maybe visit that. In the manifesto. And, Actually, yeah, yeah. and talk and, amongst yourselves. I'll look it up. I've been, I don't think I've, been, criticism. I've been silent. I haven't been saying anything. I've been letting everyone else talk. But getting back to my point of end-to-end performance, we, being the expert, need to influence other organizations. All right? Now, the way to influence another organization is to understand oh. what they're... Let oh. me finish. To understand what they're doing, where they're coming from, and show them, guide them by helping them get there with our expertise, all right? So be the facilitator. Be the, not only be the facilitator, but, you know, if you spend the time to kind of understand somebody's job, I'm not saying you're going to do their job. You're not going to tell them how to do their job, right? But since we're talking about development right now, if you understand some of the methodologies yeah. involved so they can achieve better non-functional requirement or better performance, yeah. and you help them and sit with them and say, hey, have you thought of this or, you know, can yep. we discuss that or something? You'll find people will be – I found, okay, in my experience over the last few years yeah. that people are very receptive when I sit down with them and start talking to them. Yeah. Um, so it's establishing – your credibility as the expert, and then building that collaboration with whomever you're working with. And I think that yeah. is going to be – that's a huge way to overcome a lot of the obstacles we're talking about. So two of your points are included in the manifesto. The one particular I just want to bring up quickly is states, we prefer to facilitate clarity in the definition of performance requirements over waiting for others to define the requirements for performance. So – we, which is to yeah, your point, Alex, but, if we're... Uh, it's still not get up to that point. So I guess that point is, and I completely agree, about really end-to-end performance and its actual impact to business. Right. So we don't interested in same maybe specific SQL execution plan. We want to look at end-to-end performance and how it will impact business. What's the value of it to the person wanting to run that query? Why do they want to run that query? Yeah, exactly. All right. So totally valid feedback. In our everyday life, we will look into technical details. For other stakeholders, it is important, say, overall picture, end-to-end performance, how it will impact business, and what kind of problems they could uh, right. Based. Yeah. All right. So um, this uh, conversation is evidence of the fact that whenever we bring up the phrase performance manifesto, everyone jumps in and wants to jump in. So we have a good list to start the conversation and keep it rolling even a year later. So we'll do that. And a hot topic. I mean, ahead, who Jeff. doesn't yeah. want to talk about it? Which is why I'm bursting in here. Yeah. I, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds no, no, as a new not. member here. But it seems to me like the whole problem starts, and, I, and I'm, I'm an agilista, but I think one of the big shortcomings of agile is it's somewhat architecturally hostile. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so absent an architecture, I think this touches on your point, Jim, where you were saying about you know making someone the owner of something. Without an architecture, you can't say you're the engine owner because you're not going into it knowing you're going to have... Which part's the engine? And yeah. who owns that? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a more cynical perspective, which is to suggest that people are dime or dollar motivated. That is, if you really want high performance, you put a dollar number on it and say you hit it. And even if the schedule is set, said to be priority, but the schedule is not in the bonus plan, but the performance is, the engineer, the individual, will work towards what they get compensated on. 
But maybe we shouldn't go into bonus plan. No, I mean, uh, that, we that's, should that's get something that's out of scope for, for, for separate corporations. Yeah. I just thinking that uh, I participated in many discussion of around different aspects of performance, and none of this conversation results in anything tangible. All right. So my idea is that, yes, uh, we need to get at least to some agreement about that kind of a manifesto, uh, improve it as soon as we can, but we need get it to get out because it's actually small enough, and I don't see why we need to spend many years to get it out. I, I think Carlos hit it on the head. There are people who are not within the performance profession who don't even get invited to think about these precepts. So and, the, the, and they the wouldn't. They wouldn't. So the manifesto, if we write it correctly, invites people who are not practitioners to go, hey, I didn't even think about this. At least I can grasp this short list of great ideas and away I go. And it could be a product owner. It could be even an IT director or, or a sprint planner or something like that. But we're going to take we're going to take a little break for a for a public service announcement. James, this is about the You know them. You see them hit the end of an iteration and they just plain ran out of time for performance testing. You hear them convincing the VP of development to just fire all the testers. You see some other kids aren't testing at all. And you see the cool kids, well, you know, they're testing in prod. It can be tough under all that peer pressure just because you want to be cool too. But being cool isn't as important as it seems. PerfBytes encourages you to keep your own commitment to quality steadfast and not give in to those trendy, cool hipsters who don't know how to test and who, by the way, don't pay for what happens in prod. Stand your ground against emergency promotions and too fast releases directly to production without any testing whatsoever. Know that PerfBite supports you because friends don't let friends deploy without testing. Because the more you know... One difference of uh, security may be because even... He just jumped right back in. ...example of performance uh, security break a problem. So if you get one thing broken, there's a problem. One... Yeah, I'll say it's a problem. I'll, I'll say it's a problem when a million credit cards get hacked off your site. Yeah, that's a huge problem. And, it and, it and, inconveniences the end user. The credit card companies have to start canceling your credit litigation cards. Lawsuit litigation issues, lawsuits, lawsuits. All this stuff. It's damn right. Those yeah. are security, which is why secu- security gets that much more money. Gradual impact. Yeah. So what, what are the until you get to final breakup and downtime? So what, what, what about what about this? I have a question for you. What about the fact that the fix to security could be as simple as, oh, change this SQL statement, or here's a simple line of code fix, whereas a performance fix could be loads of hardware, architectural change, complete Network. rewrite of an app. Is the, co- the cost of a fix relative to the cause, does that impact us? And know. what does this have to do with pro- to certification? Be? Because, because this all started with certification. Some, some, well, some initial fixes, which is simple for performance, if we suppose that somebody relatively good work, was uh, working on performance, further improvement of performance probably require a lot of efforts and money. So, so one thing that the CISSP did is they spent a lot of outreach to HR professionals and other IT professionals to tell people why it's important to have these foundation skills and these foundation blocks of knowledge, and then why it was important that you hire people with these credentials that are validated to have this knowledge set. It's a marketing thing. There is some marketing aspect to it, but let's, let's face it. We have a very serious problem in the performance industry, 
because we are we are the Wild West. Anyone can hang up a shingle and say, I are a performance engineer on day one. And in fact, not a lot of people will check them. There not a, a lot of people will check them. In fact, I've been witness to a conversation at a client where a project manager told someone to go home and watch YouTube videos and come back because they would be the performance lead the next day. Then you know something, James? That person's an idiot. Yes, they are, wow. but they were also in a budgetary control. You know, then I, I can't yeah. help. I can't help it if people. You know what you can. But, but they, not, they would never you know what do you that. You can't cure. You can't cure stupid. All right. Or no, corruption. No, good you can't cure corruption. A good engineering organization. You wouldn't have that happen. But I'm sorry. It happens because all over the place. We have a lot of stupid people too, but again, or corrupt people. We don't people. have anything. You, you we were talking people to. We were talking two seconds. We were talking about five ten minutes ago. Who here hires, right? And so I hire. Yep. Right? I have hiring authority. But even before I made my move into quasi-management and become a, became a technical director, when I took the job from an architect to a technical director, I still, although I didn't make the final decision on the hire, we they didn't lot. pass my muster, guess what? They weren't hired, whether I had the decision making or not. If I said, if I thought they weren't worth it, then we so, wouldn't hire so, them. So, so there is you, there... you are working for a performance vendor. Even when I different. wasn't working for a performance, look, so I've been a director. <clears throat> I've been a director of performance engineering In groups. IT, generally. Corporate I IT. I will like. All, I've always had that authority. And guess what? I wasn't working for a tools vendor. I was working IT organization, engineering yeah. organization. Actually, and guess what? They still wouldn't get hired because I wouldn't let them. Honestly, yeah. I, I, Actually, think, I think there's a lot. I, I, with every company I worked with, and I did a few projects with large corporations, they had pretty good performance engineering group with pretty competent people. In. What happened to and them? That's the key. They left and went to security. Yeah. No, you know what Thank happened you, to us? There were some companies that outsource it. Oh, that's exactly. And there are companies that there is nothing. Alex, you just hit the nail on the head. What happened to them was the dollar signs went ka-ching. Let's go get that $25 an hour offshore resource that our project so richly but, but you deserves. Know you and can't, bang, we're gone. You can't do that for CISSP. The, yeah. the level of knowledge is so high. You, you can't outsource it. You can't outsource that and get a lower quality CISSP. They don't exist. They don't exist. But, but, but they do in performance because we haven't given them the cert to do it. And I think example, that's where this whole discussion starts from. Because of that. I don't know why he's talking mm-hmm. then. There is a company where is nobody who is competent enough in performance. Then they get what they get. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay. So, you know, they're stupid. In, in, they, they get they what they get. I just, I got to say, not stupid, Alex. They're trying to figure Alex, out how to do that. And Alex, I got to say, in the, in the interest of an interesting podcast, as, as, as riveting as the rant is, it, it... As an apology to our listeners, we now bring you Winds Through the Oregon Pines.
And with that, we're going to close this riveting roundabout conversation from everything certification to cheese to cheese and scotch. Cheese. And manifestoness. Cheese. And, and who, surveyness. And who won the who won the uh, And the barbecueness. I just want to say Howard Chorney won the barbecue event. Beautiful. Are you going to stand I up? think Howard Chorney's ribs are really good. Thanks, now you James. now you sound like you've been programmed or brainwashed in some and way. Now he sounds like a bot. Are you going to be standing up and contra- congratulating? I will not kiss the ring of Mr. Chorney. <laughs> I think you should concede it on the website myself. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, good. What's I, uh, I can I'll do that. Alex, you don't have to, James. thank you for coming. Your closing thoughts on the day? It was great, and I will follow up later. Peabock, Performance Manifesto, you want to do it with us? Yeah. All that stuff. Very good. Jeff? Honored to be asked, regular listener from here on out, and uh, hope I see everybody again soon. Yeah, it's great to meet you. Thanks for coming very much. Thank you for really awesome. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful day. Yeah, and share the podcast with colleagues who might like it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And we may call on you in the Agilista-ness. That would be great. I'd yeah. love to be part All of right, because yeah. Alex pointed we need to advertise more. Carlos. Carlos. Now, Happy. let's just, for a second, let me say, Carlos is one of the original founding fathers of Perf Fights at IHOP in Beaverton. No, 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 no. Hold on. He always arrived late. It's fine. He arrived late today. Perfect. Exactly as expected. Keep Carlos, I'm glad you're here in the flesh. You've been on shows before, but now you're here with us in the studio. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you, guys. It was a great day. And we had a lot of fun, a lot of great In- scotch. Intensity. Uh, it's Riveting conversation. And as I always came late, maybe I should be part of this now. Yeah, so. perfect. A year perfect. after the performance perfect. manifesto, Carlos shows up and goes, Hey, guys, how come we haven't done anything with this? I said, you own it, Carlos. <laughs> great. Carlos will do that, and you'll do the Peabock, and Howard and I will go smoke some ribs. There we go. I love it. Too. Everybody have no, a great I'll be the evening. owner. I'll be designing. I will be dictating what you should. What do you think of the Perf Bites music? Do we need new Perf Bites music? No. You like it? Yes. It's funky, groovy. I love the bass riffs. Yeah, you like it. Now, Scott Moore always wanted to turn it into like something more rockin', like heavy metal-ish. I think it should change a little. There should be some ups and downs. Ups and downs? What the heck does Something that more mean? emotional, maybe? A little uh, more like, s- instance, easy jazz, smooth uh, jazz? When there was that, you were talking earlier, when there were like certain things, like make it more, give it a... Dramatic. Dramatic. Dramatic, intense, really? Or whatever you're saying. Yeah. Listen to your perf bites. Listen to your perf bites. Listen to your perf bites. Look at that. It's a chorus. He's singing the chorus. Listen to your perf bites. 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 This is like a monk. Now we sound like monks somewhere. Yeah, but we need to change it. We need to change it? Yeah. Right? Listen to your perf bites. Oh, my God. See, like, that's good. It's just running out. It's just, you know, that's fine. Listen to your perf bites. Oh, wait. Come on. Then you have to listen uh, to your perf bites. It's the thing. After you. Yeah, no, that's right. Now he's going to drop the mic on it. Listen to your perf bites. Howard's got it. James Listen is going to play along. to your perf bites. James is on the drums. Get fucking down. Let's go. Listen to your perf bites. Hoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perf bites. I'll See, be listening to my perf bites. See, that's good. I like that. <laughs>